We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you ready for rapid fire? I'm always ready for rapid fire, Sean. I'm always ready. I'm going to go a little curveball and oh. throw the super chat. Joseph Conaty, we appreciate your super chat. We'll start with this. Do you think a very ex- with a very experienced quarterback, Notre Dame can be very diverse with play calling or with inexperienced receivers, will they be conservative? I think it's going to be the former, to be honest with you. I think the quarterback is what you use to dictate your play calling for the most part, right? Because he's the one, he's the one pulling the strings. He's the one calling the signals, uh, not so to speak. He is the one calling the signals uh, and he can bring along a receiving core. He can bring along a running back, you know, unit. He, the quarterback is the catalyst, right? And you had to have a very, for lack of a better term, a dumbed down playbook last year. Because the quarterback could only accomplish so much. There's no way around it. It didn't matter what the receivers were doing. That's the way it had to be. Yep. That is not the case right now. I think these receivers are plenty talented enough to be able to execute whatever they need to execute. There doesn't have to be option routes and things of that nature. They can just be, this is the play. This is what you run. They know it. They do it. It's all about the quarterback. And so I think the experienced quarterback trumps all here. We're going to talk about Drew Pine and Arizona State here in just a second. But if if I'm going to spin this specific to this game, since it is Notre Dame-Navy starting up the season, we know what Drew Pine looked like in the second half against Navy last year. There were throws that needed to be made. There were hot reads that needed to be made that were not made in either case. Sam Hartman's going to make those. This this is year six for Sam Hartman. Exactly. It was game number what? seven six or seven for drew pine like there's there's just like the 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 difference in the experience is the pacific ocean between what you're going to get from sam hartman and his ability to make quick decisions and what you got from drew pine and tyler buckner last year as well for that matter um so so yeah this is a quarterback driven team this year it's been a long time since Notre Dame could say that, but this is a quarterback-driven team. You don't have to hide the quarterback. You don't have to protect the quarterback right, from right. certain situations. This is a quarterback who can go out and make plays, and uh, 
we've talked about it before. I think the lights, when the lights go on for this yeah. guy and it's game time, you're going to see a precision. You're going to see a slicer and dicer out there in Sam Hartman. And you're going to see the receivers continually mm-hmm. grow throughout this season. I don't think it's going to be, now there might be some, some, some kind of micro stuff where you, there, you know, some growth is going to be, have to be made and, sure. and all that kind of stuff for certain guys in certain situations. But I think this receiving core is going to grow throughout the season, having a guy like Sam Hartman pulling the trigger. Look, let me be as cliche as possible here. <laughs> He's going to be a coach on the field. Like he can execute pretty much whatever you need him to execute. And he will bring the guys along with him along the way. And, you know, we, we kind of talked about this in the summertime, Sean. It's, a, you know, it's like the, the the chicken and the egg thing. Did the receivers make Sam Hartman or did Sam Hartman make the receivers? I tend to fall on the Sam Hartman made the receivers side Absolutely. of things. There was some talent there. Don't get me wrong. He had a thousand yard receiver last year who was a sixth round pick. Didn't go till the sixth round. There you go. Think about it. I mean, there you go. If, if Tobias Merriweather has a thousand yard season, I will bet you a hundred dollars. He's not going in the sixth round. He's going higher than that. You know what I mean? Like there's, I mean, let's just be honest here. There's more talent at Notre Dame than there is at Wake Forest. That's not exactly breaking news, right? And so logic tells you that Sam Hartman is going to be able to perform just fine at Notre Dame, if not better than he did when he was at Wake Forest. Yep. Going back to the Navy question, Johnny says, as a Naval ROTC grad, I hope the game continues for as long as possible. Agreed. And I'm not a Naval ROTC grad, and I hope it continues (laughs) as long as possible. That's right. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So now we're going to talk about Drew Pine. Jaden Rashada, the heralded freshman who signed this big whopping multi- or at least million dollar plus NIL deal with Florida before Mm -hmm. the Florida conservative or whatever it was called, you know, couldn't come through and make actual payment on it. He's at Arizona state now. And Drew Pine had been running through the spring and through most of training camp as the number one guy on the quarterback depth chart down there at Florida state. He was battling with a guy named Trenton, Borget. I don't know exactly if I'm saying that name right. Yeah, it's Borget. There's a lot of vowels and Borget. consonants in there. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it is Rashada who has emerged and is going to be Arizona State's starting quarterback. Not this week, of course, because they don't play this week, but next week. Now, as some people have pointed out, Drew Pine, and Salty was asking, Pine did injure his hamstring about 10 days ago, and he apparently still has not recovered from mm-hmm. that. Uh, so that at least contributed to this situation. But Rashada, again, it was they were going to go with with one of the more veteran guys, Pine or this Borget guy. But instead, it's going to be the uh, the big hype freshman Rashada who's going to be the starter. But as we look at this situation for Drew Drew Pine, Vince, what do you think about his prospects for the future? You know, it's unfortunate for Drew because I do think. The way it sounds, you know, the article that you sent me, you know, from ESPN, because, look, I have not been following the Arizona State quarterback battle. I had me literally start right yeah. before the show started myself. Right. So. so it has not been first and foremost for me. But it sounds like, based on that article, that he was planning on starting Drew Pine or this other kid and then eventually handing the reins over to Rashada. So it, it felt like he was going to be a placeholder, which – I don't think that does anything for his career either, right? And so it just turns out that because they went and got this Rashada kid because the NIL thing fell apart at Florida, I don't think Drew Pine goes to Arizona State if he knows that the Rashada kid is going. And I think he – yet another curveball for Drew Pine in his career and the transfer portal, because that's what it was with Rashada. He transferred out, right? The transfer portal – has once again bitten Drew Pine in the, in the rear. And uh, it just ended up being a bad choice to go to Arizona State in hindsight. And I feel bad for him because it doesn't look like he's going to be starting anytime soon. Arizona State is not playing for this year. They're, they've got a new head coach sure. and they're, they're playing for down the road. But again, when you've got a guy like this, Drew Pine's best opportunity was probably going to be this year to sure. go out there, perform well, hopefully for him, keep the freshman off the field as long as possible, and then see what happens right. next year. But yep. 
with this. Again, it's not necessarily his play that's going to keep him out. He injured his hamstring. Sure. He's he's still injured, not 100% from that hamstring. So they've got to make a decision, and this is what they decided to do. But I feel what bad it's probably going to mean for Drew Pine <laughs> is unless – you would expect Rashada, as talented as he is, to have some ups and downs at some point. So sure. maybe that gives Pine some opportunity to get out there and play. But otherwise, you've still got at least two more years of this guy. And I would expect that Drew Pine is going to be looking for a new home again here. Oh, pretty soon. I can almost guarantee it, right? And I mean, first, they bring in Sam Hartman to play over him. Now, they, this Rashada kid is playing over him. Like, he just can't catch a break. And I thought... Him going from Notre Dame to Arizona State was actually a pretty good move from a power five to a power five, essentially. Yeah. I know Notre Dame's not in a conference, blah, blah, blah. But he he's still in a power five. After this, you know, I don't know that another power five team is going to give him a shot. Maybe yeah. they do. Maybe they do. There's there's a lot of power five teams that I'm sure would love to have a guy with 10 starts under his belt at Notre Dame. It's not going to be Colorado. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there's uh but there's gonna be he's gonna be finding a new place there's no doubt about that my expectation is that it would probably be in a group of five school see and this is play. this is the other thing two guys started at quarterback last year for notre dame tyler buckner drew pine they yeah. both transferred elsewhere and as shy town says the two quarterback transfers from notre dame are both turning out to be bad decisions neither one of them is going to be a starter at least yeah. at the start of the season and I would say Drew, initially, it felt like he made a good decision, right? Tyler initially felt like he made a bad decision, right? I mean, with with all the facts that you had on the table when you made that transfer, I think we all kind of second-guessed the Tyler Buckner transfer, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it it just didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense outside the fact that Tommy Reese was down there. The Drew Pine one was like, oh, okay, well, you know, Arizona State's a dumpster fire, so you got a pretty good opportunity to play you know, down there. And then this, this Rashada thing happened. And like, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate for Drew because I felt like he made a good decision. The timing of his decision was terrible, right? Before the yes. whole game and all of that. Yes. I, I don't like that, but the destination I thought was going to be a good landing Makes spot sense. for him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just too I'm bad. sure, you know, like people are saying, UConn, Cincinnati, Transfer portal, there's always going to be a demand. And and yeah. Pine, he's got some game film out there. Sure, Arizona does. State obviously saw something that they liked. They brought him in. His record says eight and two as a Notre Dame starting quarterback. So that plays yeah. in his favor. I'm sure and Notre Dame, yeah. I'm sure he'll land on his feet someplace, whether it's again, Boston College, Cincinnati, wherever it happens to be. I think there are going to be some what you call lower level power five. Yeah, type that's true. Situations that'll, that's true. They'll probably give him some opportunities again. Yeah. Sucks that it, that it ended on an injury. What I did read though. And again, not seeing a, any, any video or film of the actual play, but what I read, I, I can't remember if it was in that ESPN article or a, a, a different one. I think I saw two different articles about it was that he was rolling out. And rather than throwing the ball downfield, he decided to tuck it and run, and that's when he pulled mm. his hamstring. Yeah, that's And it's like, I mean, you know, we were just talking yesterday about the lack of soft tissue injuries at Notre Dame during fall camp. Yeah, 
kind of stuff. Yes, we you did. got the guy who was going to be your starting quarterback pulling his hamstring in the Arizona heat, no less. Like you would think that <laughs> their Good muscles point. would be all limbered up and, you know, in that hundred plus degree heat down yeah. there, man. It's unfortunate. That's for sure. It's, yeah. it's unfortunate for both, frankly, for Buckner and Pine that they're both going to be holding the clipboard, you know, this season. But, uh, you know, things are looking good for Notre Dame. So right. onward push, baby. And they're looking good for Notre Dame because they got a guy named Sam Hartman. And he did another NIL gift announcement to his team yesterday. And it happened while Vince and I were doing the show. Of course, of course You mentioned did. Beats by Dre at the end of the show. And I was like, I haven't heard about this one. And then we get off the show and you text me. It's like, Oh, this happened 30 minutes ago while we were doing the show. No wonder right. we hadn't heard about it. Of but, course. So he did this beats announcement yesterday, a few days, a couple days, two or three days after doing the under armor shoe announcement. And in both cases, it's like, Hey, as long as I can do it with the boys and all that kind of stuff, it is. So Here's some Under Armour gifts for my NIL deal that I signed with Under Armour. And here's some Beats headphones for this NIL deal that I signed with Beats by Dre. So, Vince, I think what made this more unique is just the fact that Notre Dame shared both of these on their social media platforms. Mm -hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't remember. Now, NIL hasn't been around that long, but I don't remember any such other sort of if you want to call it a humble brag, you know, like here's Sam Hartman with his big NIL deal. Yeah. He's sharing that with his team. What do you, what do you think about this? I love it. Frankly, I, I, I love it. We gave, we gave them a hard time yesterday because it was like, okay, under armor, like, don't you get free stuff from them all the time anyway. But then the beats thing is that that's pretty massive. Those things are like 300 bucks a pop. And you mm-hmm. figure, on average, about a hundred players on the roster, maybe a little bit more. I mean, I'm not a math major, but that's thirty thousand dollars worth of stuff that he's giving guys just for a plane ride over to Dublin, right? And so, I think that's awesome. I, I think that's awesome, and I think it's awesome that Notre Dame is publicizing it. They are doing NIL the way NIL was supposed to be done in the first place. That was the whole the whole reason for NIL, name, image, and likeness, all of that. It's not a blank check to recruits. It's prove yourself on the field, sign a deal, make some money, help out some people. And the big name at Notre Dame is Sam Hartman, obviously. He's hooking up, you know, the other players on the team. You think that's not going to ingratiate them to him? Are you kidding me? Like, hey, maybe I'll play a little harder for this guy. I know that's very superficial, but it's like, hey, this guy's looking out for me. I'm definitely going to look out for him. Now, obviously, they voted him as a captain, so he's obviously got the leadership skills and all of that. This is 100% awesome by Notre Dame, too, because you don't think that they're going to be sending that out to Deuce Knight or, you know, all the other recruits out there. Like, yes, this is how NIL is supposed to be done, people, and Notre Dame is doing it. This is my point of asking this question without phrasing it that way, but we're we're thinking along (laughs) the exact same lines, and John B. is saying the same thing. They're showing all the kids that there are opportunities to be had. It's not – it's not – Sam Hartman just signed an NIL deal with with Beats and, you know, like Sam with some official release on his Instagram or whatever. It's here's Sam Hartman standing up in front of his team. It's it's at least a seemingly organic moment and they're capturing it on video and showing him out there. Hey, hey, fellas. I got my new, you know, again, it's a little bit of a humble brag, but it's like, hey, I I got my Under Armour deal. I got my Beats deal, but it is. 
it's the perfect way because yep. we've talked about this before. We know there are NIL deals that Notre Dame players have. We just haven't heard that much about them. Right. Unless like in the case of Audric Estime, I don't know about you, but in my Facebook feed, I've got, I've got Audric Estime ads in the, in the yeah. shirt that he's, that he's, you know, pimping out there, but like, you know, and I know he did a deal with Dick's a while back, but otherwise you really haven't heard a whole lot about what exactly these guys are doing in NIL. So now yeah. here's Sam Hartman. He's got two major deals with Under Armour and Beats in a matter of days that he's reeling in big money for doing. And again, they're not doing like an official press release on this. It's just here's Sam Hartman with his team yeah. making the announcement. Hey, guys, here's your shoes. Here's your headphones. And it's telling the world you can come to Notre Dame yep. and get a similar NIL deal without telling them you can come to Notre Dame and get a yep. similar NIL it's brilliant. deal. It's yep. brilliant. I mean, you're actually using your social media to get the word out for what you want out there, right? They're not – and look, Notre Dame's never going to pay recruits. It's never going to happen. And I'm okay with that because if you have any confidence in yourself that you're going to go out there and be successful – the NIL deals are there for you. I mean, they're right there. And so I love this. I, I think I think this makes a ton of sense. I'm glad that Notre Dame's on board with it, right? And and putting it out there because now the fans can see also that there are NIL deals to be had at Notre right. Dame. Because I think I think the common knowledge of fans was that Notre Dame just doesn't do it. They're, exactly. they're ignoring that it exists. That's the narrative. That's right. the narrative. That's 100% right. It's clearly out there, folks, right? It's clearly out there. There are multiple NIL deals for the players on this team, and now they're putting it out there. Thank you. Finally, they're putting it out there. Yep. I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm disappointed that Audric hasn't got up in front of him and said, hey, guys, here's some shirts. Here's a shamrock or a shamrock polo. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Vincent, Milk Vincent should be getting up there handing out cartons of milk. Like yeah. there's there's certain things these guys could be doing, you know, help them out here. Let's go. That's right. That's right. Okay, so we got a little bit more Marcus Freeman. Here's some of his thoughts on running back Jabron Payne, who is number two on the depth chart behind Audric Estime. Just consistency. You know, I talked to him every couple of days we talk about grades um, from practice, or we grade practice and we talk about who can you trust? Who's dependable? And and that's to me where Jabron has truly elevated himself in terms of that running back room. It has nothing to do with he, talent matters. He wouldn't be here if he wasn't talented. But there might be some guys that you might say, hey, he might be a tad bit more talented. But we want to play guys that we trust and are dependable. And that's what Jabron has shown in protection and taking care of the football and doing his job. He's been really good. I think he's great at hiring than anybody in that room. Uh, but we'll need them all. We'll need uh, Jadarian Price. Jadarian Price. Um, we'll need Devin Ford. We're going to need Jeremiah Love. All those guys, to me, will help us. So what do you think, Vince? What does Payne's ascension to number two on the running back depth chart say to you? It's exactly what he said. It's about consistency, right? Like, we know as coaches, you want the guy that you know is going to be able to make the plays when they need to be made as far as blitz pickup and all of that they're confident that Jabron Payne is that guy right now right they're, they're confident that he's going to be assignment sound uh, if you watch his high school film like this this kid can pick him up and put him down like he's got talent 
And if he's, and it appears, right? I mean, he had a good spring. He had a good fall. He's been ascending. And so I think he's going to be a really good number two if he is, in, in fact, the number two. There's a lot of oars, you know, obviously mm-hmm. on, the, on the depth chart. But I think he could be a really, really good number two. I, I think that it could almost be a situation where a lot of his carries come in the first half. And then you kind of hand it off to Estime in the second half. Very similar to what they did in the past, except this time now Estime will get the start. He'll get a few more first half carries than he did in the past, you know, that kind of a thing. But I still think Estime's your closer, right? And so sure. I think Jabron Payne can be a great number two. I, I really do. I do. I, I think that be besides Audric Estime, he's the most complete back that they have right now. Those are everyone that they have in that room can do a little bit of something, but I think right. just the, de- just the development that Payne has shown. And that's a big thing. Like it, I think that, that Marcus Freeman in a fairly short amount of time has shown that he can, he can run a developmental college football yeah. program. Like when you look at what's going on the defensive line, look at what's going on with the offensive line, safety, some other positions, linebackers mm-hmm. are, are coming along. But I, I think the fact that, Payne has gone from the last guy, the bottom of the depth chart a year ago at this time, to playing in the last four games of the season to preserve mm-hmm. that season of eligibility to where he is now. Number two, he does a little bit of everything really well, and I think that he deserves to be in that spot. Again, the other guys, you're going to see. As oh, we you're going to see all today, of them. You might see at least four, if not all five yeah. of them out there. Saturday, just depending on what they decide to do with Jeremiah sure. Love and maybe, you know, weather conditions. Who knows exactly sure. how some of that stuff is going to factor in. But I, I think it's I think it's great for the position group, and I think it's great for the program as a whole to see where he is right now and how he's elevated himself in a fairly short amount of time. Well, Jabron Payne was kind of the forgotten guy, right? I mean, of, of this whole group, because, you know, Jeremiah Love was the new guy. Darian Price was oh man, it was like the what if from last mm-hmm. year, you know, he's coming back from injury. And then uh, you have Devin Ford, who's kind of a mystery because he's the transfer. And of course, Audric Estime, it just felt like Jabron Payne was the forgotten man. And he just said, he just put the blinders on and just went to work and just got better and better. And like I said, had a great spring, had a great fall. And now he's sitting at number two. So I love it. You know, we, we got used to seeing like 14 personnel and, you know, like, mm-hmm. Derek is saying all at once, 50 personnel. You could technically five linemen, quarterback. Yeah. And then five running backs, I guess. Might be getting a little bit crazy. It's kind of a loaded backfield. One of them would have to be on the line of scrimmage, but Uh you know, figure that out. Yep. That's exactly right. Now, (laughs) one of everyone's favorites, Jalen Sneed. Here's some Freeman comments on that. He's going to help us in a lot of different ways. He is a talented, talented football player and we will find way with we will find ways to get him on the field because he makes us better when he's on the field and so um we're gonna need all those guys in the linebacker room and what we do with Jalen where we play him it depend on each week but Jalen Smith's gonna play for us because he makes us a better team when he's out there I don't know that Jalen Sneed has necessarily Tobias Merriweather type expectations, especially externally, externally, maybe, you know, self expectations, but externally, but at the same time, the expectations are really high. So what are your expectations for what we're going to see from him this year? Well, Jesse and I did a bold prediction show 
one of the days that you weren't here. Okay. And one of my bold the predictions for defense was about Jalen Sneed. And it is a bold prediction. Granted, it is a bold prediction. But there is some there, there's a smidgen of reality attached to it. I said that Jalen Sneed is going to lead the team in sacks. Mm, okay. Interesting. Now, okay. the reason the reason I went there is because I think he is going to be the linebacker that is going to be out there predominantly on passing downs. Down and I think they're going to trigger him. I think he's going to come off the edge. I think he's going to blitz up the middle. I think they're going to ha- use him to put a lot of pressure on the opposing quarterback. So I think he's going to get a bunch of sacks this year because he's going to be put in position to do that. Now, is he going to lead the team? Well, that you know, that remains to be seen. But I think he's going to be dynamic in the role that they are going to have him in. Right now, Jalen Sneed is not a first and second down linebacker. Mm-hmm. That, that's just not who he is yet. He's not – I don't want him sitting there making reads and, and things like that. He's not ready for that and yet. that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's And that's the, be- the best use of, of his talent is what you were talking about, getting to the quarterback, moving him around out there on the field and letting him pressure in different ways, reading what's going on, like you said, on first and second down and pass coverage and stuff like that is still not quite his thing yet. Now, maybe that comes over the course of the season. I think he's going to have a fair amount of sacks. Ooh, sack leader, though. I know. It's a bold prediction. It's a bold prediction. It's supposed to be fun. We're supposed to have fun with it, you know, but yeah, can you imagine the craziness that we would ensue from the fans if Jalen Sneed was the leading sack getter for Notre Dame? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's going to turn into why aren't we seeing more of, of Jalen Sneed? Of course. Happens. Yes. That's yeah. that's gonna be it's gonna be kind of kind of fun to sort of spot him in those situations and see where he is, how they yeah. use him, where they're lining him up, and all that different kind of right. stuff. So yeah, I I think you're exactly right. I think pressuring the quarterback is the best use of of uh, his tools. And I think that at the very least, when you have guys like him and Batello out mm-hmm. there at mm-hmm. the same time and, and some of these other guys, it uh, the prospects are, are pretty enticing. Yeah, they pretty are. Enticing. They are. And, and you're not going to be able to see like, – I, I would be surprised if you see a dynamic Jalen Sneed against Navy. You know what I mean? But Right. Because that's just not the because game, in my just, opinion, that yeah. is for him, you know. But the rest of them, yes, absolutely. Yep. Joseph with another super chat. Thank you very much, sir. We do appreciate it. If Notre Dame struggles a bit but wins their first four games, do they make any changes at starting positions, offensive or defensive struggles? And he he followed up with this. He ah, says, I didn't well, see that. Yeah, will they make any changes on offense and defense for Ohio State? to clarify my super chat. So okay. I, so it's not, a coaches are, chat. What, what's that? I couldn't resist. It's not a supper chat. <laughs> You're right. I, I'm kidding, Joseph. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff though. I didn't even know. See, I, I bolted right through it. So there you go. Coaches are always evaluating everything, right? And if, if there are weaknesses that they perceive on offense or defense, they, they're not going to be, shy to make a change. I mean, I one of the things that we've talking about, we've talked about with this team is the amazing amount of depth, right? For the, throughout the whole roster. And so, I don't think they're going to be afraid to make changes. It's not yeah. a situation where like when I was coaching, it, we didn't really have a second string that was pushing the first string. And it's yeah. like, well, this is, this is what we got, right? It's here. struggling, but who are you yeah. going to go to? Right. That's right. Exactly. I think there'll be some options. Yes. If, if there are some struggles. That's absolutely right. And so if 
in, in certain places, if there, if there are struggles, there's going to be a guy ready in the wings, ready to take over. And I, I really don't think this staff is going to be afraid to make changes, Sean, if, if there are glaring weaknesses to this team where they think the backup is going to be better. I think they pulled the trigger. Now, I don't know if it'll be specifically after week four, you know, right before Ohio State, but they're in constant evaluation mode. I think you're exactly right. And I do think that there is much more depth across the board. And I think that's fairly apparent just standing out there and watching some of those practices, like the fact that the defensive line is going to go 10 deep, the fact that five running backs are probably going to play. And even with, even though they're still trying to continue to build some depth in that wide receiver room, there is talent that's starting to yeah. stack there. And you're going to see a lot yeah. of guys contribute there just, just across the, I mean, look at the, look at the cornerbacks in the secondary, look at where that group is yeah. right now compared to a couple of years ago. There's, there, there's a lot more depth and you know why there's a lot more depth, even though there are some people who keep trying to say that Marcus Freeman is not recruiting that much better than Brian Kelly recruited in his time at Notre Dame. We okay. keep coming back to this. If you look at that blue chip ratio, the percentage of four and five star guys that, that are signed in a given year, Marcus Freeman is above 70% BK. His ratio was around 50%. That's a 20% it's a increase. Big difference. And that's part of the, that's a big part of the reason yeah. I talked about the development earlier, but a big part of the reason why you're starting to see more depth across the board is the fact that they are recruiting better, especially at those specific skill position groups mm-hmm. that have been question marks for years, cornerback, wide receiver, and running back. Even now, there have been some good running backs, obviously don't get me wrong. But again, when you look at that, at the talent top to bottom in that running back room, it's a lot different now than it was yeah. a couple of years ago. Well, I mean, just look at how many freshmen and sophomores are in the two deep. That's, I mean, that's all you got to do. Yeah. How many freshmen and sophomores are in the two deep? That's Marcus Freeman, guys. I mean, that's that's where your your talent is coming from. I mean, you, you mentioned the cornerback position, right? That what's the two deep look like? There's two sophomores and a freshman in the two deep out of four guys. So yes, but the the recruiting is so much better uh, at those skill positions, and, and then obviously wide receiver. I mean, it wide receiver, running back, corner, like <laughs> just so much depth of talent there. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tyler, thank you for the super chat. He says, who would we love to see score the first touchdown for Notre Dame? Personally, I would love it to be a bomb to Chris Tyree. That, that's what I want. I, I want uh, I want my guy, Chris Tyree, the guy we were praying was going to get more touches last year to get the first touchdown of the year. And I want him to sign the ball when he's done and dedicate it to Tommy Reese. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad one. I would just <laughs> go with Tobias because – one catch last year after all yeah. the clamoring, wanting to see Tobias. He's going to be a starter now this year to see a, a deep pass to Tobias Merriweather, see him take it to the house. You know, it would be even better if it's his first catch of the season. I know, right? For a two touchdown. catches, yeah. two touchdowns. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's who I would go with. I like it. Tobias Merriweather. Somebody's going to get loose deep. And I know your, your guest from earlier, Bill, right? I, I know that he said that they brought in a new guy to prevent the big play and all of that. You can try to prevent the big play all you want with these receivers and this quarterback. There's going to be big plays on Saturday. Period. Yeah. Everywhere. There's going to be a lot of them, I think. Yeah. I, again, Navy has a good defense. We saw that from them last year. They've got sure. nine of 11 guys back from last year. But I just think that we're – between the quarterback position and where Notre Dame is right now at the receiver position compared to a year ago, I, I think it's going to be a really tough matchup. Yes, it is. Yes, it really is. And you're going to have a quarterback that's not going to be afraid to get rid of the ball, check it down when they're when they're blitzing and doing all these different things. It just didn't take place in the second half. I mean, yeah. bottom line, right? And I don't mean to keep beating a dead horse, but it, it's just a different situation at quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. Notre Dame spread against the midshipmen, 20 and a half points. Scale of 1 to 10. How confident are you they'll cover? 12. I'm extremely confident. Very confident. That they are going to cover 20 and a half. I think it's going to be by – I'm actually surprised that number is as low as it is. If I'm being honest, I think that is an easy cover. Somebody texted me yesterday actually asking me, about the 20 and a half spread, I said, ride it hard all day because that I would take that one in a heartbeat. And I said, whatever the over under is, either for Notre Dame or total points, take the over. I agree. I mean, it's basically are they going to win by at least three touchdowns? And I think they do. I mean, think about it. If it's 35 to 14, that's your three touchdowns right there. And that's what just about the lead they had last year at halftime, right? Before they didn't score in the second half. Because of all the issues, the aforementioned issues with the quarterback and the ability or inability to make reads and everything else. I, I just think I, I I think that you keep pouring it on. You don't worry about, well, now right. we've got to run the football and all these different things. I just think that especially after last year, you let your quarterback, whatever, whatever is working for you, you keep writing it. And I think that they're going to be able to uh to write I, I think they're gonna they're still gonna be able to run the ball better than 66 yards like they had last year but yeah I think that uh I I think that they will win fairly comfortably 
in this game. Right. So Michigan has self-imposed a three-game suspension to open the season for head coach Jim Harbaugh. The statement from Michigan AD Ward Manuel said, quote, today's announcement is our way of addressing mistakes that our department has agreed to in an attempt to further that process, end quote. So is the three games sufficient to you, Vince D'Addario? I, first of all, the fact that they're suspending him for three games is, it's a nice round number, I guess. But like it's East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green. Right. But at the same time, the schedule's pretty easy. They could pretty much win most of these games without having Jim, Jim Harbaugh on the sideline. They could have been like, you know what? We're going to suspend him 11 games and just have him come back for the Ohio State game, and they'd probably still be okay. Um, I don't know that the punishment necessarily fits the crime. I think the crime itself was stupid. Like, I, I it was dumb. Well, the real crime crime is, yeah, is lying about what was a stupid crime. If he would have just admitted to it, he wouldn't be in the situation he's in right now. So dumb. Like, and it's so typical Jim Harbaugh to make this little problem, this massive issue, right? And then they go ahead and announce the the three-game suspension without actually talking to the the NCAA. I mean, it's just a comedy of errors and very typical of the Michigan program. So does it fit? Yeah, probably because he lied and he's an idiot. It's just not going to make any difference. You know, it's just not going to make any difference whatsoever. I like how in this statement they say they're addressing the mistakes our department has agreed to. In other words, they're not really admitting to everything the NCAA is saying. It's like, well, we've agreed to this. And so we think this is worth three games. And of course, they originally said four games and then there wasn't going to be a suspension. I mean, if Notre Dame, just look at Notre Dame's history. Self, self-imposed self anything doesn't really seem to matter to the NCAA. Now, maybe yeah. it does now because there's new leadership and all that, but they can they can impose the three games all they want. I think it's going to end up being more. Whether yeah, that'd be great. At some point. I think he's going to end up serving some kind of suspension next year as well from the NCAA. I don't think that this is going to be good enough for them. It's just like, so mishandled. Me, yeah, and that's it's just a big PR blunder. And again, if, yeah. if Jim Harbaugh had just been more forthright and been up front with this whole thing, he wouldn't be in this situation. It would, it would be a an old old story that we wouldn't even be talking about. Is what yes. it would be. I mean, that may not even have made it into the press. To be honest, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's just so Jim Harbaugh. Just so Jim Harbaugh. Now, now he's going to be named like coach of the year because he overcame the suspension and, you know, <laughs> right. all these things. It's like, okay. But you're right. exactly right. Like the three games that he's going to sit for, I mean, they should be able to throw anybody out there. Seriously. Win those games. I could not know a single play in the playbook. You give me the headset. I bet you I could win those three games with the roster that he has and the, you're right. the guys are going up against. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not hard. Yep. Anyway. Fill in the blank, Vince. The thing that has most impacted the relevance of college football's regular season is blank. Mm, this was really hard for me. I, I There's a couple different directions that I really wanted to go, and I, was, I wasn't sure which direction to go with this. I'm going to say money. I'm going to say money, and I know that sounds like a, like a jaded answer, 
but that's what it is because money is what broke the bowl season, right? And the bowl season was directly impacted by the regular season. And then they had a two-team you know, championship. Regular season still important. Uh, Got to make more money. Now you go to a four-teamer, okay? A little less important on the regular season. Next year, a 12-gamer or a 12-teamer, excuse me. Because it's all about the money, so I think, I think it's money. That's my that's my fill in the blank. That's a good answer, and really, you are tying the money to the playoff. But of course, realignment and all this conference expansion. So yep. I think this yep. is going to impact the relevance even more than expanding the playoff because of you're right. what you're doing to these conferences, and you're tearing apart rivalries, and you're moving teams around the country. But it's still all for what you're talking about. It's it's all for money. So maybe that maybe that should have been my answer. But I just when you when you look with these teams that are all going to be moving next year, you're going to have teams that could have been college football playoff contenders in the conferences that they were in. But you're going to have a they're going to become a lot of also rans once they get into these overbloated Big Ten, SEC, yeah. and even the Big Twelve. Now and now, maybe some of these teams will still have some opportunities in the Big Twelve since you have Oklahoma and Texas leaving. Even though it is, you know, it was TCU that got to the playoff hmm. last year. But you're you're tearing apart rivalries. You're yeah. just just the impact that that all of this is having. I, but again, it all goes back to money. So I think you're right. I think money is the answer to it. Whichever way you want to trace it, that's ultimately the answer to uh to what's tearing apart the regular season and is i'm really gonna i'm gonna be curious to see how people feel about the regular season here in a couple of years after we have this expanded college football playoff it it's just it's not your dad's college football it's not even my college football anymore you know what i mean like the, the days of sitting back and just watching college football all day on new year's day you know what i mean like that was a thing Believe it or not, that used to be a thing. That That's not a thing anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the bowl games used to be so good. You would want to watch these bowl games because they all had implications yeah. to different things. I mean, and now it's just, if it's not the Final Four, if it's not the college football playoff, it just doesn't mean a whole lot. Like, even even the, the New Year's Six games, they, they can give it a special name, but even those don't mean a whole lot anymore. True. Very true. Uh, you know, like you said, it's 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 not even your college football, let alone your grandpa's college right. football or your dad's college football. Because like, what's I the Rose to, Bowl going to be? I used to love rolling out of bed on New Year's Day yeah. and know that there was a game that, that was going to start. And within about a half an hour, there was going to be another game on top of it. And I could flip <laughs> back and forth. And the next thing you know, you're just laying there all day in a pool of your own whatever. And you're watching college football all day it was great i'm telling you no more yeah like you want i I used to watch the parade make my wife happy and then as soon as the parade was over boom college football like jumping right into it and it was like hey i watched the parade with you i'm watching football now you know yep yep christopher's (sighs) right new year's day used to be the best but it just it just hasn't had that feel in a long time because of all this proliferate you know because again you'd you'd get these major bowl games back to back 
all on New Year's Day. And then they decided, well, we can make more what? Money by Money. putting them all in prime time and spreading them out to different days. And then it became what you're talking about. Yep. Over time, BCS Shame. championship, 14 playoff, 12 team playoff. So it is what it is, I guess. Yep. We, 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 still, we still get the privilege of talking about and covering college football. So we can That's live true. with that. We this can is true, that, I guess. Guys and gals, we appreciate you being here today. As always, hit the like button on your way out. We've got more Notre Dame Navy talk tomorrow. I think Jesse's going to be in. He's been a little bit under the oh. weather. He actually had to go to the ER this morning and got oh some gosh. IV antibiotics. Yeah. He got this crazy rash on his leg. No idea where it came from. And uh, he went to like a MedPoint type thing in Cleveland yesterday. And they said, well, you need to go to the ER. So the first the ER they sent him to was like full of people when he got there. And then he of found course. out that his insurance, they were out of network. So he went to a different ER this morning, got right in. But uh, trying to figure it out. It's crazy. So hopefully he's feeling better tomorrow. And he'll be here. And we'll talk some Notre Dame Navy and some mailbag as well. Looking forward to it. Yeah, baby. Then we got countdown to kickoff. Pre-game show coming up later this week. We're all three going to be here for that. I'm I'm excited for that. I don't think we we did that much last year, but we'll all get to that's do true. It. You and you and, yeah. me and Jeff. Well. So looking forward to that. All right, have a good one. Thanks again to Bill Wagner for joining us earlier today. Gideon, much appreciated. I'm sure he will appreciate it as well. Sounds like he's doing okay, but again, it's a little bit of a mystery. What exactly caused all this? So. We'll talk to you tomorrow, though, on IB Nation Sports Talk. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.